Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Iron Brew Podcast. Brad Mel, Matt Ellis and Neil Wright on this one. So first one for the new season. Uh, we will, of course, talk about the, the match against Swindon. That'll be the bulk of it and how the new players got on. Uh, just before we do that, there was one little bit of news uh, to come out that we've not covered yet on the podcast, which I bring it up because I, I really like this. I think it's a really nice touch. And obviously, you know, we talk about the team and we talk about, uh, I don't know, whenever there's sort of, I guess, some negative moments. We always try and like bring some of the positive things to light as well when we can. And I think this is one of them. And it is, of course, the story about the uh, the goalkeeper shirt. Uh, so obviously it's in tribute to Ray Clements. The design is in line with the, the shirts that uh, we played in when he played for the club. And also they've got permission from the EFL to wear the bespoke edition, the one-off one, uh, in the Salford game in November when uh, his, Ray's family will be in attendance. And I just think, um, you know, Peter Swan, I think he's, he's talked to us about it a little bit. He was in his statements as well. He obviously really valued... Uh, what Clements did for the club. And obviously we know that he spoke very highly of Scunthorpe United in his time here. So I, I think this is a, a really nice touch and actually physically as well. I really like the kit. So I think it's just worth mentioning. Um, it's, it's nice when the club do moments like this. It's a nice touch, Brad, as you said. Um, let's face it, Clements was a great ambassador for this club. He's never hidden the fact that we were one of the first results he ever looked for on the Saturday. Um and certainly the fairy tale starting here and then going on to Liverpool and having the career he did. I think, yeah, all credit to what the chairman's done. Uh, it's a really nice touch. And I look forward to the Salford game and, and, and seeing it in, it in its bespoke form. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's let's just before we go to the Swindon game, you've mentioned the chairman there. Uh, of course, if you haven't done so already, we did speak to Peter Swan on this podcast on Friday night. She's gone uh, before the season started. It's only about an hour. It's up on all our channels. So if you haven't heard that yet, um, do go listen to that. Uh, Neil, of course, very fortunate that you are on this episode, isn't it? He gave you a shout out in that interview. I know you were listening. Yeah, and likewise, I'd just like to say, Chairman, I hope you're listening. Um, <laughs> I hope you take on board. All our comments throughout the season, they're very valid. Uh, and thank you for the shout out. And um, yeah, I hope you're listening. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Yeah, right. Uh, shall we? Let's get to the game, I think. Uh, so Swindon, oh. uh, Swindon, uh, a team that's, well, they've had a shocking summer, really, haven't they? They've only just cobbled together their team, uh, which I'm sure is a, something that will come up throughout this discussion uh, not the start we wanted, obviously losing 3-1. A lot of the new players in there. Um, Matt, I know you didn't get to many of the preseason games. So for you, this is the first time you've seen them, you know, a lot of them in, in person. Should we start with that then? What what did you make of them in general? Yeah, um, you are right. I didn't get to any of the preseason games. And it's it's obviously the first time I've been to Glanford Park in well, ages. Well, same for quite a lot of high fans. And it was uh, just quite nice, actually, to see fans in the ground. Um, it was nice to see an attendance of um, 3,600 people. That did surprise me a little bit. Um, so it's, it's good to see people coming uh, coming back to the ground. Um, I think there's a little bit of optimism around um, the club because it's been a relatively positive summer, as, as we kind of said um, on Friday when we were speaking to the chairman. Um, so, that you know, I can, I can imagine that's brought... Um, quite a few fans back, um, myself included, um, and and you know I was cautiously optimistic. Um, 
I'm not going to say I am that now. Um, in terms of the, the players that I've seen for the first time, um, we'll start from the back. I thought before his injury, Bilson looked pretty pretty solid. Um, you know, no, no particular problem with that. He's a big lad. Um, he's very, very vocal. And I thought he did pretty well. Really, really unfortunately that he's got injured. Let's hope that that's not anything longer than a few weeks. But it didn't look or sound very good either. Um, so, you know, fingers crossed on that one. I thought he did pretty well. Um, let's go to the left back position. So I thought um, Thompson actually had a decent game. And I thought he was actually really, really good. Um, he's got the eye for a tackle. Um, times his tackles really well. Uh, two or three times in the first half um, he made some really, really good in- interceptions so I was actually quite impressed with him he kind of reminded me of a young Andy Dawson in a way um, so he looks like a pretty solid signing and he's still a young lad um, so quite pleased with that one um, Davis looked alright um, you know he looked solid enough he, he was very very vocal um, which is what you expect you can see why he's been made the captain so that looked pretty good as well I didn't see a huge amount personally from from Kenyon, not to say that he had a bad game. He didn't really stand out to me at all. Um, but um, obviously it's his first game. Um, so hopefully he'll, he'll you know, catch the eye a little bit more. But of course, he's not there to do that. He's, he's more there to break up play um, and things like that. But didn't really happen for him. I mean, you can kind of saw flashes of, of, of why he's um, got a good reputation. I think his crossing was probably just a little bit off. Um, yesterday, I think his corners were shite. By the way, he shouldn't be taking corners. That's probably because O'Malley's not in the team. Uh, just totally personally agree. for me, I'm not a fan of floating corners. I just don't think they'd do anything. It just went um, to the keeper every time, didn't it? Exactly. And he wasn't a big keeper either, was he? So um, you want to see the ball whipped in, don't you, at pace? And they were just floated. It, it never works for me. It really does matter. And I used to really get pissed off every time a delicate take, took corners like that because they were awful. Um, so, you know, there was that. But um, hopefully that he's, he's just taking that because kind of O'Malley wasn't in the team. You can imagine. On that, though, Matt, can I just yeah. you, stop you in your flow? Have you not got to feel sorry for O'Malley this season? With Thompson coming in, what what did O'Malley do wrong last season? Well, I think the reason that he didn't play um, yesterday was because he played on Tuesday night against Grantham, and I think that's probably the main reason. Um, but having said that, as I said, I thought Thompson was pretty solid, but I can yeah. imagine O'Malley, O'Malley will probably be in pretty soon because we do need him in there for his set pieces. Let's um, hope so, because you're absolutely right. The corners were absolutely shite. <clears throat> yeah, they were. They were. Um, so. Moving upwards, O'Neill, yeah. Oh, um, it, not for me, uh, personally. No. I mean, he was unfortunate. Me he, no, he, he was unfortunate to go off injured. Um, didn't really work for me. He seems a bit uh, lightweight. Um, just about the fact that he's tall, he doesn't seem to have any um, sort of presence to him. And yeah. it didn't really work for me, personally. So hopefully, but, you know, unfortunately he got injured. Um, hopefully he's, he, he won't be too serious. But, you know, as we said, before the game, and as we said repeatedly in the in the, in the preseason, that we desperately need strikers yeah. or at least a one striker that can score a goal because we know Loft will do it, but we need somebody who's a little bit different to Loft, more of a poacher. Um, I know it's not not easy to find, um, but obviously with the injury of O'Neill and the fact that Turan doesn't seem to be in the plans and Jarvis doesn't seem to be in the plans at all either, um, we really really need another striker. Having said that, I thought Hallam. Uh, played really well actually yeah. I thought he did well and did when okay. he came on yep. we needed that mobility up front which he did provide and I thought it was decent and it gives you that kind of option he I received think... quite a lot of balls in from behind that we didn't get kind of when O'Neill was on which stretched Swindon a little bit more um, and I thought he was he was decent and he had a good game and he came through you know unscathed as well which is decent as well so that was good to see Yeah, I, I think as well going alongside that we, you mentioned Loft as well we, we know he, he was a player that I think in many ways is is a little bit underrated by Scunthorpe fans, and we 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 were quite impressed with them last season, weren't we? I think 
maybe it's just slightly different, you know, seeing him actually in person. But to me, I mean, yesterday he looked, he looked, he looked very good for a start. I thought, and it seems a bit stronger this season as well. It looks like he's bolted up, and he sort of, I don't know, he was, he was sort of all over the pitch in a way, but in like a good way. I think he looks, I think he could be a really important part of our team this year. He looked to me like he knows he's got a point to prove this season. Mm. Yeah, I thought so. I thought it was positive yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Um, I, I no problem. Nice penalty. Yeah, it was a good penalty. Um, and he, he obviously won the penalty as well. Mm. He's done well there. And he put himself about. He did a lot of closing down. He was he was very kind of, um, I don't know, active up front when he wasn't getting the ball. Um, he was trying to make things happen, which is good to see. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I already think he's a decent player and he, and he will be probably one of the first names on the team sheet for Cox. Um, but he just so, still needs that support up front. He does, yeah. yeah. And I think that he, he still needs that. And he did look isolated at times. Yeah. Um, but I think I that's mean, a known thing, though, isn't it? And I think yeah. I think even from the interview on Friday, you know, I think it's certainly something they're looking at. Um, we've mentioned there, Matt, didn't you, about the injury to O'Neill and, and Bilson as well, which I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit more detail in, in a second. Um, it, this was always the concern, though, wasn't it? You know, our injury record isn't great at the best of times. <clears throat> even though we've brought in a lot of players this season... One or two injuries, you get that yesterday. Your squad's already looking a little bit stretched, just in the sense of you know who have we got to come on? You know yeah. who who physically comes in to replace these players? It looked relatively threadbare before the start of the game. Um, you know, with one injury, I think from um, from Millen, um, and I think that obviously that was unfortunate because we had to play pure right back, and um, who's not a right back, and he's a young lad as well. Um, which isn't always ideal, um, but it just kind of shows you with with um, Bilson going off and, and O'Neill going off how threadbare the squad is. Because once Hallam came on, there was really nothing else Cots could do to bring kind of an attacking player on because there's nobody on the bench. Um, you know, so that was unfortunate, but it, it it does show you kind of how threadbare the squad is. And mm-hmm. we always get injuries for some reason. It's come to United more than any other team for some reason. Um, it's it's just an annual thing. We know that. Um, so we have to prepare for it, I suppose. Um, so really. It, it just it states the obvious, really, that we need to go out and sign another five players. And it's as simple as that, really. And if we don't, um, we are not going to stay up the season. I think it's, just, it's as simple as that, to be quite honest. We, we've still got a lot of work to do before the transfer window ends um, <clears throat> at the end of August. That's what was glaringly obvious on the bench yesterday. What game changes do you yeah. have when you need them? When you're 2-1 down, even 3-1 down, there's nobody there that's sat on the bench. At least no. last season, you had a, you had a Mac of tea who perhaps could come on and make a little bit of a difference. But there was just nobody. There's no strength on that bench at all at the minute. Yeah, I mean, it, it really, really worries me. And and something else that worries me as well is that compared to the last season team, yes, we had an absolutely shocking season. Um, but you've lost three top quality League Two standard players in yeah. Arvine, Gilead and Issa. And you've replaced them with players who are definitely not as good. And I know they didn't all perform last season, but that calibre of player was in the squad and we struggled massively last season, but that calibre of player is no longer in the squad. No disrespect to Bunn, um, you know, no disrespect to O'Neill, <laughs> but th- that quality of player is no longer there. And if we struggled with those players last season, how are we going to do this season without that calibre of player? And that is what really, really worries me. I would agree with that in the sense that I don't. I do think we've definitely lost a calibre player that we haven't necessarily replaced. However, having said that, looking at the game, even as a whole, even though we lost three one, and I think everything you've both said, there's still an awful lot of work to do. I agree. We need the players brought in. Uh, there was stuff. I mean, in the goals, as we'll come to, that was remnant of last season and mm. the season before. It's individual mistakes, isn't it? It's just. Um, I don't know when you go. 
two down. There was slightly concern that maybe the heads had gone slightly. I don't know. Uh, but with that being said, still as a whole, I, I came away with the feeling that actually, I, I think we're going to be all right this season. Um, there was there were moments in the game, like not necessarily a lot of it, but I I, I thought it, it's yes, it could well be a struggle. I think you know you consider the fact that we've lost three one to a team that was you know thrown together basically in a week. I still think there were moments. There was plenty of balls into the box. You know, there was actually, we got forward actually quite a bit. We just didn't have that somebody in there to, to put it away. So that goes back to bringing in a striker, as we've said, we need one of those. Um, but I, I, I saw enough that I thought, actually, I think, you know, when we get, a, I don't know, we get a win or so, there's enough in this team that I think we'll get sort of 18th, 17, 18th, 19th, that sort of position. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. I came away just thinking, I'm not, I don't think we'll go down, but. Obviously, I don't know. No, I think you're right. And I hear what you're saying. I think we shouldn't be deluded that, you know, it. all right, we weren't in the ground last season. We've come back after what everyone said, 518 days, whatever. Um, there is still cause for concern. I think, realistically, I think we're looking, on based on yesterday's performance, I think we're looking at a bottom six finish, if we're honest. And hopefully, yeah. it's not one of the bottom two places. I'm going to have to disagree with both of you. Um, okay. Um, I, I honestly think that based on that, um, I mean, I, in a sense, I, I do agree, but I think that, that we looked, I was a little bit more optimistic because we looked more, a little bit more like a team yesterday than we did yeah. last season. And I think that the players, they did, they, they seemed to give more of an effort. And do you know what I mean? Like, like they mm. seemed to be playing with the manager the way he wanted to. Um and I think that that was kind of promising a little bit because, for, as I said, for the first half, maybe the first 20 minutes particularly, but for the first half in general, we looked relatively solid at the back. Of course, we didn't concede. We didn't do a whole lot in the final third. Um, but we had a few flashes of, of, of kind of a little bit of nice football. There was some, some decent play in there. Um, you know, but let, let, let's remember that we're playing, as you said, Brad, a Swindon team who about two weeks ago, had literally together. had mm. yeah, five no, yeah. players. Yeah. They had yeah. five players and they brought Cold players in this week. Two or three really good players in this week. They've got good players in the squad. Don't get me wrong, but this team has been kind of, this has been absolutely cobbled together. Yeah. And we've had a proper pre-season this season, which seems to have gone well. It's been probably the best pre-season we've had in a, in a long time. So fair play to the club, fair play to, to Cox for making that happen. But, you know, the, the, there's no there's no two ways about it. We got hammered yesterday by Swindon and, and oh, they were like, better than Oh, us no, not deni- I'm not denying that at all. Department. Yeah, no. <clears throat> Let's so be that, honest, we got absolutely destroyed in that. Yeah, yeah I mean, and they the absolutely deserve to win it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, without, 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 absolutely. But if that's what we're going to do against a cobbled together team, what the hell are we going to do against a decent team in this in this division? Because when you looked at Swindon in the summer, you thought, shit, we might survive because Swindon are in a really, really bad way. But they've come to Glanford Park and they've just absolutely just swept us aside. And it's yeah. as simple as that. So that's why I'm really, really concerned, given the injury record that we've got as well and the fact that we still need at least five players now. Not based on the injuries. That was before the game started. We still need five players. We probably need more now based on the injuries. I mean, if Bilson's out, he goes back, hopefully, and we bring another keeper in. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just yeah. common no sense. No point keeping it, is it? Yeah. <clears throat> we have to. But I'm going to be quiet. Injured. Yeah, get rid of yeah. him, get another keeper in. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. But I'm, I'm genuinely still incredibly concerned because I, th- I think that this squad, as it is now, it, it goes down without a fight, I'm afraid. Well, I think for me, I think for me, they often say, don't you, you don't look at the league till Christmas, that sort of thing. I think after a yeah. month, we're going to have a good idea. Yeah. Like we did when Dawes was here, didn't we? You know, you can sort of get a sense of how it's going. I'm not prepared to write this squad off after yesterday. 
I think I want to see, I don't know, Rochdale and I want to see Walsall and what is it, Sutton after that, isn't it? Um, Sutton, Tranmere and then yeah. Northampton away. So it's I like want to see, I want to see two or three more games. So I know, I think those, those, everything you sort of said, we definitely, absolutely, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with the fact we desperately need that forward in. I think it's an integral part of this team doing anything. Like yeah. We have can. to, like, we have to come in. We just, mm. I just need to, I would like to see another couple of games, you know, before I make any sort of concrete decision. Cause like you say, there were moments, I think, let's really look at the first half and, you know, in general, um, okay. not a lot happened in it. You know, there was, it wasn't the sort well, of, Blazing and start you'd you'd want. O'Neill went O'Neill went off, Brad. True. That made that's, a difference. That happened. Um, that made a difference though. Possession wise, <laughs> it was like, I don't know. I mean I think I think 60, 70 we percent. Yeah. We were like 38 percent, yeah, I think. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah, they had an awful lot, didn't they? Um, but as you say, Matt, defensively, we were all right. You know, we yeah, weren't I, I particularly so. troubled, were we? Certainly no, the first no. half. It you know, it looked reasonably good. I thought Davis was good. Um, I thought him and Taft. <laughs> Seem to have the the you know potential of a decent ish partnership there. Yeah, absolutely, and I thought that that was one of the kind of reassuring things that I I I, I don't think we'll concede as many as we did last season, um, and I thought we looked relatively solid based on on the first half performance. But then um, you know, obviously, second half we shipped three goals, um, and and it's it's. I mean, you know where I'm going with this. Um, you know, obviously Watson came on and it's, it's it's very, very harsh to blame Watson for the goals because none of the goals were Watson's fault, without a doubt. It, none of them were his fault, you know. Um, they weren't his fault at all. I will say that straight out. But he comes on and the defence thinks, shit, Rory's coming on. You know, there's that. there must be that mentality based on what it was like for the past three seasons, thinking, you know, the confidence can't be as high in, in him as it is in, in, in Bilson, you know, because he's got a lot more presence, even if he's unproven, which he is. But we know what Rory's about, unfortunately, and the, the defence will also know that as well. Um, and, and I and, think you know, that's, a key, <clears throat> that's a key comment that you make there, Matt. It's what the defence thinks mm. at the start of the second mm. half that Rory Watson is in goal based on what he's done in the last two seasons. Mm. And, and that must be a genuine factor. For the def- I mean, they're it not going to say be. it, you know what I mean? It has to be, doesn't it? Because what we've seen it has to be. so many times, and, and as I said, again, I will say it again, none of the goals were no. his fault. Um, but, you know, it's just that thinking, you know, he's coming on second half, <clears throat> a little bit uneasy yeah. shit. We know what he's like. He's, he's got a mistake in him, you know, he's, he's you know, so. Um, and and they, they can't, I mean, it was a one-off game. We can't rate it on that. But the fact is he's come on and in 45 minutes, he shipped three goals. And it's as simple as that, you know. And as, as I said, none of the goals were his fault. So, you know, you can try and see the point I'm making here. Um, and I, and, and, and I, I agree, Neil, you know, it's, it's, it's that, it's that mentality. So it rolls on, you know, shit. Yeah. And well, looking at it now, if Bilson doesn't go back and we get another one, like it or not, Watson is now our number one. Well, it, I mean, you'd think, did you hear, did you hear um, Cox's interview afterwards? Yes, um, I did. Yeah. Cause yeah. he was saying, wasn't he, that, um, I mean, I think there was an assumption that maybe Bilson was coming in, but the two of them was going to fight it out for number one, given that he is relatively inexperienced, Bilson. Um, yeah. But it, it seems like from his interview that he's been trying to get him in for sort of six, seven weeks and he'd always been told that he was going to be the number one. Um, I know Matt was saying that, and on the interview as well, you know, Rory Watson will have been told this, won't he? He's probably not content to sit on the bench. So perhaps the initial plan was that he was going to go somewhere else. Bilson was going to stay in as number one. That it's going to have to change now, isn't it? I mean, I think the thing as well is that you you're sort of almost having like a new start, aren't you? You know, you've got this sort of whole well, it's a new spine basically, isn't it, in the team? Um, when well, you've it got is. The sort of keeper through, 
Uh, and then within one half, we're sort of back to last season, aren't we? Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like they're the same sort of players. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think so, mate. And so I, it sort I of undermines the new start thing, doesn't it? That's that's I think that's spot on to be honest because that's what I thought. I thought first half, this is a new team, a new, new team. season. We might be all right. Second half, this is what exactly what happened last season. It's you know, like continuation for three years. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's just the same. It's just shipping goals we shouldn't be shipping. And, and through individual mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, let, let's look at the second half, actually, because obviously that's where the majority of the action took place, wasn't it? Um, pretty bright start for us, really, wasn't it? I mean, you've got the uh, the penalty that we get fairly early on. It's that uh, ball through. Great penalty. Um, Hallam gets a little flick. I don't know if he really no- notices it. Loft has it, mm-hmm. takes it sort of wide. The keeper takes him out. I think definitely a penalty. No real question <laughs> oh, for that. Um, and but really well taken, actually. Really well taken penalty. Yeah, yeah, good penalty. Um, you know, a little bit of confidence in there as well. It's nice mm-hmm. to see. And, and, and Loft put himself about to win the penalty himself. And he's done well. He, he's, he's kind of seen the opportunity to just slightly go wide of the keeper and, and kind of know that if, if he gets any contact, it's going to be a penalty. So he's done really well. He's Rather than him, him just falling over in the box, he, he's sort of, he's worked to win the penalty himself. Hasn't well, he, he gave the keeper no option. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, to be honest, I think the keeper, he made a fucking mess of it. Yeah. Know, let's be honest. But I think yeah, that he, exactly. Loft has drawn the foul. He's done the right thing. It's, it's really good yeah. centre forward play and he's earned the penalty more than anything else. And he's, he's put it away really nicely. And, and that, you know, that's good and, for him. You talk about confidence, but like, I think yeah. a lot of people are pinning up that you know, he's going to have to be our top scorer this season, isn't he? But he's off the mark already. Yeah, he's got a lot of weight on his shoulders this season and he's going to have to, you know, basically perform miracles to keep us up uh, and I think that you know after this is the thing because it was relatively quickly wasn't it we came out yeah. all gun bl- guns blazing we, we went forward really well for the first five minutes of the second half and then remember in the first half we looked relatively solid we didn't do anything anything wrong anything amazing no. either but we looked solid and then you know five minutes into the second half we get that penalty and we're one up and we're thinking Jesus Christ this is a new team you know something has changed in the summer and then it all falls to shit <laughs> Well, yeah, it's exactly. it's their penalty, isn't it? And um, so the player's going through. There's He sort of avoids the foul on the edge of the box. He tries to sort of bring it back to him. I'm not entirely sure which of the two. It's either Thompson or Green, isn't it, that sort of make the contact. It, I don't know. A little bit soft, maybe, but it seemed Could they have done better? Yeah, possibly. I mean, he could have probably been stopped on the run, couldn't he? Um, but then, yeah, again, penalty sends Watson the wrong way and then you're straight back in it. Yeah, um, really unfortunate. And I agree. I think it was a little bit soft. Um, it did look soft from where I was. Um, and I've seen the replay and it still looks a bit soft. But I can see why it it's looks. Yeah, I've watched the replay a couple of times before we came on here. It, it looked a very soft penalty. Ref was sort of giving a lot of stuff though, wasn't he? Yesterday. Oh, oh so the, the ref was garbage. I mean, he was a nightmare. <laughs> he was shite. So not <laughs> unsurprising that he gave it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, no um, excuses really. Um, no, definitely you know, not. Invited the pressure. You're all here to watch me. Let's remember. <laughs> he was, yeah, he, he was crap. It was not a good start for the ref, the referee, and um, refereeing organisation in, in, in leagues. To be honest, I thought it was terrible yesterday. But that's well, he came out when he forgot the bloody football at the start of the game. How did he? Well, donkey. Um, but yeah, I think the problem the problem I think we have is when they get one one, is that it was more of an extent after two one, but they ramped up a little bit then, didn't they? And I think Heads in a went way, down yeah, well. we didn't really sort of deal with it as comfortably as we were doing in the first half. Heads no, went I, down, and it was a case of oh god, here we go. Yeah, we got a goal. We were on top. They've equalised. Shit, it's going to be a battle now. Yeah, and then obviously the second goal, so it's that, it's that ball over the top, isn't it? Uh, Pew heads it. Uh, obviously, we're going to have to talk about Pew for the um, the next goal, but 
I thought to say he's in the wrong position, to say he's quite young, I thought first half, I thought he was absolutely fine. You know, I thought he sort of held that position quite nicely at right back to say it's not his. Um, obviously, individual errors, you know, it happens, doesn't it? We've seen it time and time again. Uh, was it Tony's fault? No, de- no, I'm not saying it. The, the header, I think, is soft, but I've seen that countless times from defenders all over the years for the first contact yeah. United. You know, uh, for me, the header's not the issue at all because it comes down. It's the fact that the player has, well, he takes, what, like four, five, six touches? You know, nobody's closing him down. He gets it onto his preferred foot on the edge of the box, uh, hits it quite nicely, goes in the bottom corner. I, yeah, I, I think it should be closed down much before he's getting the shot away. Yeah. Yes, the head is soft, but there's there's more problems there than that. Yeah, mm. but in his defence, you can't fault Watson for the goal. Either. No, 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 no. Um, maybe slightly, but no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it was. You a can bloody well try. <laughs> it, it was. A, it was. Go on, Matt. You know, may, he could have maybe done a little bit better, but it wasn't his fault. Um, and it, it was a good goal, and it's um, it's a goal by um, you know Ben Gladwin, who's who's a really good player yeah. actually. Um, and, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's, 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 I don't want to be too harsh on Pio actually, really, because he's a young lad playing his, his first start, um, first league start. Um, you know, out of position, he's he's not a right back; he's a midfielder. Um, so it's it's not his fault that it's been dropped in. And I thought first half actually he did he did pretty well. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty solid. He made some really good challenges actually. Um but I would say I, I do think it was his fault. Um because that header he should have put it into touch. Um but you know, having said that, he, he probably is a little bit unlucky that it's dropped to to, to Clapham really because he, Yeah, I I think there's I think there's ample time. You get a player out to that. A player cut that shot off before, yeah, yeah, cut that yeah, but cut that shot off before it happens and you, nobody's yeah. talking about that header, are they? Yeah, um, um, but I think exactly. obviously Green in the first half, Green did quite a lot of work to try and help yeah, you yeah. out. Um, and and he, he did pretty well on that. We lost the cover when he went off, yeah. Um, yeah. but I mean, in that, obviously, he was he was he was I think he was physically sick at half time, yeah. He was ill, apparently. That's what yeah. we heard, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is, is, is another kind of shocking indictment of the depth of the squad, really. The fact that we're playing players who aren't even he has to play, yeah, even healthy, you know. So that's that's disappointing to see, but anyway, I but think, so, yeah. I- I, sorry, Matt. I think for um, just in terms of the squad depth there, which which you're alluding to, I, I don't know the reasons why Pew was at right back. Obviously, we know it's not his preferred position. Um, uh, Millen obviously injured. Uh, Rowe was on the bench, wasn't he? Um, I think it seems that he is preferred at centre back. My my concern is that you know obviously all these players, professional footballers, they're going to do what the manager wants. They're going to you know give everything they can. Absolutely, Pew will do the same. Um, I really hope we don't see another Hornshaw situation just because I, from everything I've seen of him so far in the sort of 23 games that I've seen um, of the last couple of seasons from Pew, he looks really good. You know, he, he looks like he has a lot of promise, especially in the middle. Um, I hope he's not played out of position so often that when he does make mistakes, you know, because either he's inexperienced there or he's in a natural role that. You know, essentially, it, it puts him out of the team. You know, I think that's basically what happened to Hornshaw. Like, yes, I I would say that Hornshaw wasn't up to the level, um, but I think equally he was probably scapegoated at times, and I, I would hope that doesn't happen to Pew. Yeah, I mean, let let's hope not. Um, I, I, you know, I do agree with that as well, and and it it. <laughs> It actually happened to um, Sutton as well, didn't it? If you remember, because to an extent, he, yeah, yeah, he, he kind of yeah, started yeah, yeah. His, his his time in, in the team um, at right back, and I actually remember being at the, the first game started at right back, which was away to Chesterfield, and we did actually win that game. Um, but you know, he again Sutton, a centre mid, 
playing it right back and associates game because we, we needed cover. Um, you know, and we I don't know what it is. It seems to be this Kentucky United thing. We played centre mid to right back when we need the cover, and it's we shouldn't be doing it really. And I think that we've got one clearly he clearly thinks that Rowe's not a right back. And I actually thought he was a right back, but apparently now he's a centre back. Um so he doesn't um Cox doesn't fancy him at right well, back. Well I think part of that <laughs> is from last season when he did play centre back, he actually did pretty well there. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's worrying though, isn't it? Because again, we've started the season with one recognised yeah, right yeah, back yeah. and he's now injured. Um, you know, so it's like, why are we starting the season with one recognised right back? If we thought it was going to be good enough to kind of shoehorn players in there, we've got a right foot who could probably adapt to the right back position at the start of the season. It's it's not good enough as far as I'm concerned. And I think that the, the club have made a bit of a mess of that really because we was obviously, we've obviously got two two left backs um, and, and one right back. So why are we kind of so thin on the ground on that side. Um, so it's something that we really need to address, um, you know, pretty quickly, really, to be honest, because I, th- I can imagine that people probably start again at right back. Um, on is the problem here? Is the problem here though that Cox sees him as a cent- as a as a centre back? Pew thinks he's a right back, and at the minute, Pew's not really certain where he should be playing or what kind of player he is. Well, I mean, he should know, shouldn't he? Because no, I, I he's 20, think he's twenty years old, and he'll. Know I think he's, he's a centre mid. I do think he's a centre mid, Pew. Yeah, um, he'll, yeah. he'll know that. But well, obviously, and just said, it's Can just you do a job for me. Basically. Yeah, exactly, and it's like his work ethic, and you know, mm. I think any player you would hope would if. Cox is saying, look, you're in the team, but you're playing right back. They're, they'll try and take the chance, won't they? Of course they will. Yeah. And like we say, you know, yes, there's this thing on the third goal, which, well, let, let's just have a brief look. You know, it's it's that ball up. It's a slight miss kick, isn't it? Um, the player brings it down. It's the shot. Watson saves it. The rebound's a different play. He's not closed down either. Um, that's 3-1. That pretty much finishes it off completely, doesn't it? I mean, they had chances in and around 2-1 as well. Um I think it could have been four or five, realistically, you know, yeah. way they were sort of going on. Um, but no, I think, I don't know, I think Pugh is just sort of, he's, I think he's got a lot of promise. I really do. And I think in centre mid, especially, he has a lot of promise. It's just the fact that he's been told to play right back. Um, he's going to do that. He, and actually, it's worth saying, I think first half, I think no problem at all. I was actually, I was thinking, because from where I'm on the other side, I didn't actually hear the lineup. I've not seen the lineup before we started. And um, I was actually working out, you know, who it was. I, I didn't realise until sort of midway through first half that it was pure at right back. And I was thinking that the right back was having a decent game. Genuinely was. I, I thought he did absolutely fine in the first half. Yeah, yeah, he did. You know, I, I agree. I thought he did He did well in the first half. And, and basically what's happened is, 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 you know, Cox just gone up to me and said, you know, I, I know you want to play um, and I know you're not a right back. Can you do me a job for one, one or two games? And he's not going to say no, is he? It's his first league start. He's, he's going to want to be there. He's going to want to do the best he can. Um, and, and as we said, he, he did have a good first half. And, we, you know, we don't want people to pile on him and, and we don't want people to kind of, um, you know, do what they did to, to Hornshaw, really. So I think that... I'm an odd manager in, indeed as well. Um, but, you know, for the third goal, he, he was at fault. And it's yeah. as simple as that. And I, I don't know what he's doing with that, to be honest. He's tried to clear it and he's completely sliced the ball. And, and then three, you know, third goal goes in and we're absolutely dead in the water. Again, so, though, there's um, chances to stop it. I mean, you know, the, the player that actually puts it in, nobody's marking him. Well, I think if, if you look, I think obviously, you know, the back line's in line with Pew. But Davis then, is on him, yeah. Yeah, and, and he's going to look. He's, he's going to look over his shoulder. It's a relatively routine clearance. He's going to put his foot through that. He's going to go up in the air and drop down in the centre circle somewhere, or he's going to go in into the stand. But unfortunately, because he slices it, everybody's wrong-footed, other than their attacker, because obviously that's his job to be moving in either direction. And as soon as that happens, really, he can't recover from it. I'm afraid. I think the worrying thing for me yet yesterday was 
it, yes, it finished 3-1, but where was our second goal ever going to come from? I mean, it did look, I mean, it did look as though, certainly when we got, well, to two, but certainly at three, you know, not that we weren't trying, but we were never going to get a second one, were we? No. You know, it just didn't seem like it was going to happen. That's what worries me. It was the first game of the season, and we didn't look at any point like we were going to score a second. And And the only reason we scored the first was because it was a pen. Yeah, exactly. So, So maybe that's a bigger question. The only goal we scored yesterday was from a penalty. Would we have scored a goal in out-and-out play? I don't think we would have. Well, that that comes back to the sort of deliveries as well, doesn't it? I mean, because we had plenty of corners, we had plenty of balls into the box. We just didn't, you know, we didn't have somebody in there to finish it off. Yeah, um, I agree with. I mean, we were actually unlucky to be kind of on level terms because Green nearly scored just after they scored their second, didn't he? And it was a good save. It was a really good effort, actually. That was quite nice. Um, But, you know, I absolutely agree. Um, and it's just a wider pl- problem. Where are these goals going to come from? And I, I said before the season, I said, no, I have no idea where the f- no. these goals are going to come from. And I, still, I mean, we, we, we still need this, another out and out strike. Yeah, we know this. I mean, people like that, that, that's that been evident. Maybe we need two. Before. I don't think we just need one. I think we need two. We need one on the bench as well. Well, it's, yeah, it's what you say. I mean, like, Dunval Turan, I mean, nowhere to be seen, is it? Jarvis, again, nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. Uh, so yeah, you are literally Loft and O'Neill at the minute, aren't we? O'Neill's injured. Yeah. Well, so are we, are we literally down to Loft. It's, it's your only striker at the moment. Yeah, Loft, and, and that's it. And, and Alan's going up there a, a bit. He's not a striker. No. However, he did do well when he came on. So fair play to him. And he will start on Tuesday. And mm. start as long as he's fit until we get another striker. Unfortunately, because that needs addressing so so desperately. I know it's not easy to bring a striker when he's going to score goals. It's the hardest thing to find. In any, um, you know, in any, in any transfer market, in any transfer window, but we've got to bring somebody in, you know, just somebody with a little bit of pace as well, because I thought we looked a lot better when Hallam came on because he's got a bit of mobility about him. Whereas I don't think O'Neill's got that. I, I don't necessarily think Loft's got that. He puts himself about, but he's, that's not the kind of player he is. He does other things and he does other things really well, but I think we need to bring somebody in to complement Loft, you know, desperately as a matter of complete urgency, because if we don't, we are not going to score goals this season. And it's as simple as that. Well, what did you the... make of Cameron Wilson when he came on yesterday? Well, you know, actually, you know, as soon as he came on, he had a couple of really, really good touches. And I thought, you know, this guy's got a lot of hype around him in, in preseason because I said, as I said, I've, I've not seen preseason this season. And I thought when he came on, he was really lively, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought he, he put himself about and he had a couple of good touches. He just didn't really get the ball, did he? And I thought it was a little bit too late for him to make any impact on the game. But mm-hmm. I actually thought when the ball came to him, I thought he's going to do something. Um, so I thought, he, you know, he looked bright, he looked lively. Um, but at the same time, if this is the club's outlook, the thing you know, in terms of wingers, we've got Hippolyte. I know he's had a COVID issue. Um, you know, he wasn't in the squad, but I think that you know he will be once he's, he's back to fitness. Of course, we've got Bun. Of course, we've got Green. So that's three wingers. Generally, you want about four wingers, uh, and then if the fourth, if the club think the fourth winger is Wilson, no disrespect to Wilson, no league experience or anything, then we're in a really bad place. Mm. Well, the fourth potentially is Hallam, but you'd need to bring somebody in forward, wouldn't you? To yeah, sort of Hallam's release him from that. He? He's, no, he's, but... he's sort of an awkward position. He's, yeah. he's, a, t- he's a 10, isn't he? He's a false nine and in, in a squad that we don't place false nines in. So it's like, it's very difficult to know what to do with him, well, unfortunately. This sort of so brings can I me... throw something out yeah, there, go on, Neil, go. Now we've looked at the first 90 minutes of the season. What do we think Cox still has to do to get this side in a position to have a fighting chance of having a half-decent season. What, well, do we, I think, what do we think we need? 
Well, he's, I honestly think he's been shortchanged because he's still five players short of a, a workable squad at this level. Um, and that's the first game of the season, five players short. So that's actually quite a big gap between where we need to be. Um, and I think that he's, he's been shortchanged a little bit in transfers. I don't know. That and he got shortchanged and we got bullied by a makeshift side that yes. was together probably on Thursday or Friday of last well, week. I, I think we got what, bullied. I think that, we got outplayed, um, yeah. to be honest. I think that we... <laughs> Because of the, the kind of teams, the kind of Cox is trying to build, a lot of the players have got really, really kind of, um, you know, they've got big physiques, which is not a problem at all in this league. I'd have a problem with that whatsoever. Um, so, you know, hopefully we will bully a few teams this season and, and, and things like that. But I think that, you know, genuinely, I think that before Cox can do anything, he needs the support from the chairman to bring these players in because at the moment he, he, he can only do so much with what he's got. Um, and, I, and- I think partly as well, it's um, a mentality thing. Because we, I mean, we were talking off it, weren't we, before this? That um, it's one thing you pre-season. You know, you're playing a vastly different standard of opposition yeah. most of the time. To play your actual first game is in a competitive match. It's a very different situation, isn't it? You listen to his interview afterwards. He's saying that they went in, they had a plan. They were going to play it. Even if they got beat, they're going to play it on the floor. They're going to pass it about. And you could see there were spells. I think particularly first half where we were trying to do that, yeah? And yeah. actually, I think at times it was successful in some instances. We didn't get it entirely forward, but it was it was working, you know? Um, he then obviously said that it we sort of just, to- yeah, hoofing it away, didn't it? That's, that's the thing that needs cutting out, is that when you do go behind or when you go level, anything like that, they need to be mentally able to cope with that fact. I think a lot of them got shocked yesterday. I think that's what it was, you know? Um, they would sort of had this game plan. They were doing all right first half. They went one up. All of a sudden, penalty. They're straight back in this, and we never really recovered from that. And I think that is fuck, a mentality thing. You said, "Fuck, what do we do now?" Basically, one up. It's one one. Right, we haven't got a clue now. What we're going to do? And I think the injuries might have played a part in that, in the sense that they've gone in saying, "Right, we are playing this team. This is the eleven. This is how we're going to play. You're going to go here at this point. You're going to go here." When that gets disrupted slightly, then maybe, I don't know, maybe that affected it in some way. But I think there was some players that thought, actually, I'm not entirely sure how we are going to recover this. And I think that's something that needs cutting out. Um, and it goes back to the weakness that we've got on the bench. Yes, yeah. With no definitely. game changes. Which brings me actually to next week, because obviously the next game's cup game, isn't it? Barrow away. Yeah. I mean, realistically, we're not doing anything in the cup, are we? We want to, obviously, you want to progress, get a bit of money in, you know, potentially a bigger tie later on. But is this just a chance now to maybe, I don't know, I don't know, just try something different already or or what? I mean, because, I mean, it seems like basically the 11 that are going to play are going to be 11 that he's forced to play. We've already got injuries. I know he said that keeper-wise, I think Collins is injured as well. So it's going to be Watson in and an, an academy keeper on the bench. So we're like, we're already really stretched. He, how, how do you think he approaches Tuesday night? Well, I mean, well is Hallam you now recognise striker next to Loft? He's not he's got much option. He hasn't got much He has to be, really, he doesn't he? He's got to be. I mean, there's, there's nothing else to, to put in the side for Tuesday. Yeah, this is the problem. And I think that how does he approach it? He approaches it with the fit players he's got and he's not got many. So the, I can't imagine there's going to be many changes other than Watson to start, um, Hallam to start up front with Loft. Um, and depending on kind of what the fitness is of, of, of Green or whatever, you know. Um, he said a few, there were a few other knocks as well, wouldn't they? But he said he was fairly confident they'll be all right for Tuesday. Yeah. but I'll I, tell you what, he's getting in the office tomorrow morning 
and he's making some serious bloody phone calls. Well, he's banging the, the chairman's door down. He said, look, give me to five players. To try and get some off. more players in. Yeah, yeah, come, come on, chairman. Five players are with fuck, mate. It's as simple as that, you know. <laughs> you need to be honest about it. This is what we need. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's not happening. We'll see you later. We're in uh, We're in the conference next season. And, and based on what Swan said um, on uh, on Friday night, um, you know, some of the five or six teams in, in that division have got a £1.2 million budget. And at the minute, we've got one a £1 million budget in this league. Oh, so, yeah. We, if we went down, we would not oh, we don't come, come straight back. back. Yeah. No, we're dead. We're, we're at Chesterfield. We're at Boston United. We're at Wrexham. We disappear off the face of the earth. This is what happens if we go down. That's why it's so important that we get it right and we bring in players now to stop that happening um, because we can still do it. You know, it's still in our hands. You know, it, it's, it's one game, isn't it? <laughs> it is one game. And I know yeah. we're being drastic, but... At the end of the day, we've been hammered 3-1 at home by a team who had five players two weeks ago. And we've got three injuries to three of our new signings. So we have to sign players. There is no other way about yeah. it. The, I mean, the injuries, the concerning thing. I think for me, yes, everything we've said, we desperately need those players brought in. I think regardless, regardless of the injuries, we needed the players in before the game anyway. Yes, I still think I'd saw enough in that game that I want to at least see two, three, four more games before I make any sort of confident decision as to how this season is going to go because I I, think, I genuinely think there were moments there where there's enough that I think we'll be all right yeah but two or three more injuries Brad and we're right no, in absolutely listen absolutely and we desperately need those That's players the thing in that regardless of that we me. need players in we do yeah. um we do absolutely. regardless of the injuries but I still think there were moments in that game uh, after one game at 3-1 I still want to see more I'm not I'm not I'm not saying we're down yet I think the, my, my problem is, yes, I absolutely agree with you, Brad, that there were moments in the game yesterday that made us think that there was a little bit of a new dawn. You know, we've got a lot more players, a lot of new players in, and we did play some good football in spells and we looked relatively solid in spells. But the worrying things kind of outweigh that because we got hammered at home by Swindon. I think, I, think I think it was because when, also, and it's what we said earlier, when those injuries happened, when the team, when the subs came on, it was more like a team from last season, wasn't it? You know? Yeah. It was like the new players had gone off in a way. Yes, there was still a number of them on the on the pitch and actually significantly probably outnumbered the ones that were here last season. But it, it felt like we'd gone back to a team last season. Maybe that's because Watson's in net. Maybe it's because, you know, we're back to essentially just playing loft up up top on his own. But it felt like we'd gone back to last season. I still think that first half when we had the full new team and maybe, yeah, maybe Bilson doesn't come back. I don't know, you know, but get another keeper in then as you're saying you know bring somebody else across you keep that sort of fresh momentum if you like well the big thing wasn't well yesterday wasn't it 518 days since we've watched live football yeah, yeah. was it not just back to that fucking awful 2-0 um, defeat at home against the codheads I don't, think it was, I don't think it was I don't think it was that bad uh, was but, it not that bad <laughs> I don't think it was that bad but, but it was it slightly was, better it was slightly better, but yeah, I do get the point. I mean, but it was are the people coming back. Are they coming back next time? Because I think there was a boost. I mean, certainly around me, a lot of new faces. You know, um, I would counteract that with the fact that in my sort of block of I don't know five rows, um, there's there's about nine of us with season tickets, and we all sort of yeah. know each other th- just through the game. People in the sort of late sixties, seventies have been coming for decades. Um, of those sort of nine around us. I'm by far the youngest. I'm the only one that's renewed my season ticket. I'm the only one. Um, having said that, the area was still full. There was lots of new people. Next home game, what's it, Sutton in a couple of weeks? I, will I see those ones there? I, I doubt it. 
Yeah, sure. I, I don't think they're coming back. Well, that's the worry, isn't it? Because as I said earlier, I think that 3,600 was actually a really good attendance. I mean, they um, brought a lot, though, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, but yeah, they, they brought, Swindon like, brought like, about 12, I would say they brought about 1,200. They brought a lot, yeah. Yeah, they brought a lot, so... I mean that that's the I mean that's the concerning thing, isn't it? And we've had that a lot of times, hasn't it? You know, it, as you say, Neil, five hundred odd days. You needed a bit of a statement, didn't you? This is a time yeah. when we need fans in more than ever. Really, you know, there's a lot of people that I guess will come on the day that will say, "Oh, decide on a game by game basis." Almost, you know, if we get a couple of wins, they'll keep coming. You know, if we're losing, if we perform sort of how we did, they're not gonna. You know, like that. I think that is as much a sort of thing we've got to sort out as as sort of as it is get bringing those players in on loan you know we need we need to do something that will that will keep fans coming back i mean it's like i guess anybody i, I think most people listening to this if you're listening to this and if you listen to this regularly chances are you're going to scunthorpe quite often you know it's yeah. not like we're trying to convert people through this to come in it's the people that aren't listening it's the people that only come you know every now and then or if the mate says oh should we go down there those are the people that need targeting don't they you know and those are the ones that are coming into the ground and essentially are deciding upon what they watch in front of them you know we're going to go next time regardless aren't we the others the others are not and what it, it boils down to getting the result on the pitch yeah whereas yesterday we got beaten by a makeshift side and we got beaten convincingly. Yeah. And the errors that we had last season are still glaringly there, even with different personnel on the pitch. Mm. Right, yeah. Okay, so, I mean, there's obviously still an awful lot to do. That's evidently clear. Having said that, it is still only, you know, one game into the season, potentially this week, Tuesday. Maybe you'll beat Barrow in the Cup. Maybe we beat Rochdale next week. Podcast next week, different atmosphere completely. Um, I think before we go, uh, it's obviously a little bit of a tradition of ours. We've been doing this nearly four years. I think, Neil, I think you've been on every one so far where we have done a little prediction. We have yeah. talked about it throughout this episode, but let's let's do it. We've seen a game. You've seen the team a little bit now. Um, let's do predictions. I'm going to start us off. I will go with, I think we're going to finish about 18th. I think it's going to be a struggle, but I think we'll bring some players in. I, and I do generally think we will bring some players in on loan. I think people at the club realise we need that. Cox will be hammering the chairman's door, as you say, and sort of trying to get them in. I think you bring some of them in. I think from what I've seen yesterday, certainly first half, there's enough that a couple of additions, I think will be all right. So I'm going about 18th. Having said that, I don't, you know, it's not going to be straightforward. I think we will be in and around that relegation zone for the majority of the season. So, but I, I do think ultimately we've got enough to stay up. Looking at the next six games, three away, three at home. I'll just, just by the time we get to Exeter, um, the early part, middle of September. Looking at what I saw yesterday, looking at what I think still needs to be done. I think I'm going to agree with you, Brad. I think we are going to be bottom six, bottom eight by the end of the season. But but do you think ultimately enough to stay up or not? I think enough to stay up. Absolutely. Yeah. I was okay. there was positives in yesterday, massive positives in yesterday. I still think he's got some serious work to do in the loan market. Yeah, it's still going to be a long season, isn't it? <laughs> it it's, it's absolutely. Anybody out there that thinks the problems are over and it's going to be a a decent season. They're going to be deluded, I'm afraid. Uh, and I'm sorry, Peter, I hope you listen to this, but it's going to be a long, bloody season. And yeah, bottom six, bottom eight by the end of the year. Matt, yours? 
Yeah. Um, so bottom two, um, unless. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Bloody optimistic. <laughs> unless. Bloody hell. Unless. Um, unless National we, League we, football. Unless, lads, we go out and Christ. sign five or six players before the end of the transfer window. If we don't do that, we're going down. It's as simple as that. However, oh. if we do do that, we might be okay. Right. Okay. So let's leave that there then, I think. Um, I tell you what, I, I think either way, it's going to be a pretty interesting season to cover. Last season certainly was. This year, we get the bonus of actually going to see it. So we get to do it in person again, uh, which is obviously much more entertaining. And you get a better, you know, you, we can do reviews much more easily because you're not just watching it from one angle, are you? Uh, you can sort of see the, the whole pitch, can't you? Um, so it does make it easier. But yeah, uh, fourth series of us doing this actually now, which to be honest, given our podcast start and finish, I'm quite surprised we've made it this far, but we are and we will carry on throughout the season. Tell um, your friends. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Tell your friends. Um, right, Barrow then in the Cup on Tuesday, Rochdale next week. We'll look at both of those uh, on the podcast next week. Thank you very much for listening to this one and we'll see you next time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.